When I grew up as a child, as a teen, I also went to the church and I also um, spent a lot of my life growing up in a messianic synagogue and I learned so much and I grew so much there. But one thing I realized was missing, the focus on Yeshua. I had learned so much from scripture, but if I were to have met an atheist on the street who said, can you tell me about Jesus? I might have been at a loss for words. There are five verses in the book of Matthew that many people know about. Many people even talk about. But how many people actually do this? I want to read this to you. Matthew 28, verse 16. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always, to the end of the age. Brothers and sisters, this, these few verses, these instructions, this is a commandment from our Messiah. He's like, you have to do this if you are going to be my disciples. And they are faced with this reality that, wow, he he is the Messiah. He's saying all authority that's been given to him is not giving to us. And it's for the purpose of being a witness to the world and showing the world that God loves them and he died for them, even though we have sin to get us reconciled back to God. That is what we call the gospel in simple terms. And this thing, which we all know, I don't know about you, but when I was, I remember when I was growing up in, in, in church as a child, we go to church every Sunday. We read the Bible. You know, we listen to this pastor preach. I love that. Beautiful. But if I'm going to be honest with you, what is written here wasn't part of my life. And I don't remember anyone around me in that church who had this in their life. Maybe there was, but it's so few and far in between that this is not something that we see everywhere in the, in the body of Christ. Why is that? You see, I think sometimes it's because we don't know how to do this. We, we're not sure what this is. And sometimes we're not willing to give up what it takes. What do you think? I know in many ways, We've all heard of the Great Commission. We could maybe even many of us recite it. Go into all the world and yeah. make disciples. You know, we got that in our head. <laughs> but by and large, the Great Commission has become the Great Omission because right. we're not walking that out in our lives. We leave that to the minister, to the, the missionary, to the pastor. Go into all the world. Well, I can't go to Asia or Africa, so yeah, it doesn't really apply to me. No, it That's actually, for the missionaries. Exactly. But actually, it does apply to you. Because, you know, go into all the world. That's your neighbor across the street. That's even your best friend. It can be a stranger or someone you know very closely. Because your life is a witness of something. Of God, of Yeshua and His love, mm. and His holiness and righteousness and His desire to change 
their life, your mm. life, in a powerful way, or is it a witness of something else? Right. And you see, brother, sister, you know, for me, it's just like when I go to a, a new thing, let's just say I um, go to a new hairdresser or I go to a wherever, somewhere, and I meet someone immediately. I'll be honest with you. And, you know, maybe you think I'm weird, but my mind immediately goes to I need to preach the gospel to this man or this woman some way like this is this is I need. Do they know him? Do they know what he's done for them? Do they know who they are and who he like? Do they understand this? And if not, it is my duty to share and love what I know. And I'm talking by, about like like loving before I I'm not talking about just like, you know, just coming at this person. I'm talking about showing this person the true love I have for them because the love I have for them is true because the love in me is the love of the Lord. And that love is for people, even if they're sinners, even if they're haters of God, it doesn't matter. I love them because he does. And now I'm going to be there. I'm going to care. I'm going to listen. I'm going to talk. I'm going to be there for them and show them that I love. I have a love for them as a person. And from that place, when they start realizing I care, when they realize that I'm not like other church people, because here's the reality that there's a a perception that many have of a a man who's a church man, that he's a man who just comes and points the finger and judges. You're going to go to hell. You don't know God. I don't like you. That's what, what many people who are on the other side have received. But if I show them, yes, hey, I believe the Bible. But I love you, but I care for you. And I understand that whatever sin you may be struggling in is likely because you've fallen into something. The enemy has put you in bondage. How can we point a finger at someone who's in bondage? How, how can if someone is locked up by the enemy who doesn't really understand where they're in and what they've even chosen? How can we get angry at them? And then we we basically keep them in bondage when we don't show them the love of God, which would unlock their chains. Yeshua came, as he said in Luke 4, to heal the brokenhearted, to open the eyes of the blind, to break and to set free those who are in bondage and captivity. He did not come to point the finger and say how horrible and wicked you are. No, as he said, I come to those who are sick, to those who are in need. And he came, as we know, to the tax collector, to those who are in prostitution to say, hey, I've come to set you free because I love you. Amen. And that's the thing is, and that's how I am. I'll be honest with you. Like I'm hungry for finding people who are sick. That sounds like, what What are you talking about? Like, no, like that's how we ought to be. If, you know, I go and I get, I I get an encounter with someone and this person is, there's, they have issues. There's a part of me that's like, yes. Like I have a solution. I I know the cure, you know. I and that's how Yeshua was. He he his heart was. I need to get in the midst of the sick, and that's why the Pharisees hated what he was doing. And he said, "I did not come for those who are healthy, but those who are sick." And so that's what our hearts has to be like. Who is sick? I need to go there and I need to love them. And then you know, brother, when, brother sisters, when we love them where they're at. Then they start coming and, and they start opening up to us. Asking questions. Yeah. Who? Why are you? Why, and they look at my life or they look at Christina's life and they're like, 
Why are you this way? Why are you, do you, you know, seem to know where you're going in life? You seem to know what your purpose is. You seem to know all, all these things that I have, don't have figured out because no one who doesn't, who, if you don't know God, you don't know what you're doing in life. Let's just say it how it is. But if you, if you show them, you get them hungry and they're like, oh, I want that. I want to know what he knows. Oh, how does he have that? And at that point, when they start asking these questions, you know, I, I don't even have to point the finger because when I walk into the room, Holy Spirit is in me and people get convicted just because his presence is there. That's what I know is that Holy Spirit is in me. And so when they see me, they're convicted. I don't need to point the finger. They know already what I know and what I think. But if I go and I don't and they know what I know, they know what I think, but I don't go and point the finger. I don't go and rub it in their face. They're going to think he's so merciful. He's so he actually cares for me. Yes, I'm in bondage. Yes, I have this wrong. I want to be free. And the key is that in case you might have this question, well, does that mean I need to compromise? I can't call out sin if I see blatant sin. Well, the key is no. There is no compromise. If you're asked a question about a topic, mm. I'm sleeping with my boyfriend, what do you think? Or whatever that might come up in a conversation that you might happen to have with a person, right? You will respond biblically as scripture says, but you will not do so from a place of judgment and even disgust. It's a place of love and a desire to see them set free. Right, so brothers and sisters, there's a reason I'll end it with this. There's a reason why Yeshua called us to be fishers of men. A fisher has a fisherman has to throw a bait into the water with his stick. And that bait is going to attract other fishes. But that's the thing is he doesn't jump into the water trying to grab the fishes like that wouldn't work. No fishes. The fish is slippery. The fish can't get you know, you can't do that. You have to throw bait. You and that bait, our bait, is the love of the Messiah that's in us and through us. And when people have a taste of that, that mercy, that love, then they're going to get a taste of the truth at the end of that line. And that's how we ought to be fishers of men. A special shout out and thank you to our partners who have made this video and every other video this month possible. Like this video for others to see it and subscribe to this YouTube channel for more just like this one.